It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you guys every Monday through Friday. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter as well, at Julian Council, where every Friday I'm going to need your weekly participation for a weekly Friday mailbag. And don't wait till Friday. You're listening to this hopefully on Thursday, which means tomorrow's Friday. So that's telling you in your head that, hey, I need to follow Julian or at least tweet at him or DM him and let him know my question that I have for tomorrow's Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So go do that. Get in your questions right now. Do not wait. Don't hesitate. I want to know how you guys feel about this team as they have one final preseason game coming up here on Friday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And speaking of the Steelers, they're not going to play their starters. The Panthers will play their starters. At least a half. Christian McCaffrey, unlikely to play. I think that's the right decision. But the Carolina Panthers starters only getting, the, which I'm not going to say only, because that was, that was meaningful work that they got with the, the Colts and Ravens. But only getting that and not getting live game reps that you cannot duplicate via practice and joint practices are the Panthers missing out on an opportunity to get right before the season starts on September 12th against the Jets, a very long layoff in between the final preseason game and in the first game of the season. And in that final preseason game on Friday, who needs to perform the best? Is it it Sam Darnold? Is it someone on the roster bubble? Is it someone that we already know about that you just really want to see perform well? I'll get into that conversation here on the show. Let's go ahead and start off with The kick controversy here in Carolina, if you even want to call it a kicker controversy, or as I said, for short, kick controversy. We had one a couple years ago between Graham Gano and Joey Sly. Turns out Graham Gano had an injury of his knee, went on season-ending IR. Joey Sly got his opportunity, was terrible. Then he got another opportunity the next season because the Panthers, uh, for whatever reason, I guess must say they either thought Graham Gano's career was done or they just rather have Joey Sly. Turns out Graham Gano's career is not anywhere close to being done, at least from what he did last season, missing only one field goal and two extra points with the New York Giants and then signing a new mega deal in terms of, you know, kicker mega deals with our former GM Dave Gutterman up there in New York while Joey Sly was sent out for comically long field goals all season long and only one of those kind of from plus 50 really he should have made and that was the end of the game against Minnesota, a game where Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Brady, Matt Rule collectively absolutely botched that with time management. And then, of course, Teddy Bridgewater missing DJ Moore, who was wide open in the end zone and for a touchdown that would have ended things. Either way, Joey Sly has to make that kick. And Joey Sly has to make kicks, period. 
and he has not done that so far through the preseason, missing an extra point, missing a field goal last week against the Ravens on Saturday night, and that led the Carolina Panthers to saying that Joey has to perform better, and he's not doing that. We will look for competition, potentially, and the Panthers brought in competition on late Tuesday afternoon as they signed German-born kicker Dominic Eberle, who played at Utah State out there in Logan, Utah, for the folks who don't know. And he broke pretty much every school record when it comes to kicking field goals at Utah State. He never missed an extra point there. Now, remember, in college, it's only 20 yards away, which is the reason why the NFL pushed it back to where we see guys like Joey Sly. And even back when our boy Graham Gano was here, if he's our boy at all, um, they have issues with that and they miss and they wanted to add to more variety of guys missing kicks opposed to guys always making those extra points. Uh, Eberle was previously in Raiders camp. The Raiders are sticking with their kicker, Daniel Carlson, who had a fantastic year last year. He struggled when he first came in the league after being drafted by the Vikings out of Auburn University. Special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, hat tip to him. He apparently has had his eye on Eberly when he was coming out of college and he's kept close with him in terms of just researching him and wanting to see like what he was doing and monitoring the situation, which was smart for him to go out there and do that. Eberly has only kicked um, in one preseason game so far this season when he was with the Raiders. He kicked in their first preseason game versus the Seattle Seahawks. He was two for two with a long of 24 yards <laughs> uh, when it came to field goals, 22 and 24 yarders, the one he made. And then longer, the extra point, he was two for two. So has not missed a kick in the preseason while Joey Sly has missed two. And that's not great. On Wednesday afternoon, since there's two kickers in town and the Panthers decided that, you know what, maybe we should actually bring in competition for Joey Sly instead of letting that be the only position on the roster that has no competition, that they'd go live, 11 v. 11, so the kickers could get more of a feel of what it's actually going to be like in the game. Joey Sly, 0 for 3. Yikes. Dominic Everly. Two for four, one of those, he got an extra kick because six-round draft pick, Thomas Fletcher, massive bro from Alabama, had a bad snap. He got yanked. J.J. Jansen came in, perfect snap, as J.J. always does, and Everly still missed that kick. So two for three, if you count, actually solid snaps for him. And a little thing there, too, Fletcher, I don't think he's making the roster now. I figured that considering the fact that he was younger, and Jansen was the oldest player on the roster, the oldest, longest-tenured Panther, that the Panthers didn't just waste a six-round pick for a guy that they're going to end up cutting. But the way that Jansen's performed, and Fletcher really apparently has not been as consistent as Jansen, and at this point, he's got to go out there and steal that job. It's not close in terms of they're both right there, neck-and-neck, and, neck, and if they're neck-and-neck, neck, you take the younger guy. Does not appear to be the situation there. So J.J. Jansen probably going to be sticking around here in Carolina for another year. They're going to have to try next year to see if they can get rid of him, which I hope he never goes away. I love you, J.J. Jansen. Um, just for uh, context, though, the, the kicks there in that, that short period were from 39, 44, and 49. Slide missed from all three of those ranges, and Eberly missed twice from 49 yards. One bad snap, one good snap. Either way, missed both of those kicks from 49 yards. For the day, they later came out and kicked some uh, – Pressure situational kicks. Sly and Everly each hit one at the end of practice. So for the day, Joey Sly was two for five kicking and Everly was four for five kicking. Matt Rule said after practice that he believes in Joey Sly. Scott Fitterer has said that he believes in Joey Sly. If they truly believed in Joey Sly, Dominic Everly is not here right now. 
believing in Joey Sly was them not bringing in any competition for him, which I always kind of thought was wild in terms of Joey Sly is not a good kicker. He has proven over two years that he's not a good kicker. And yes, his stats got skewed last year with all the misses from 50. But we had the sample size of the year prior to know that Joey Sly is really not one of the better kickers in the National Football League. And the guy that they had before who had injuries and, of course, had his moments as well as every kicker does that's not named Justin Tucker, that Gano was a better kicker than Sly. So comparing what Sly did then into the rest of the league, it never really made a ton of sense for Joey Sly to have no competition going into camp. Now, at this point in time, in April, end of, oh, end of August, excuse me, I don't even know what month it is, it's very hard to find a good kicker because good kickers just are not available. Jake Verity is someone with the Ravens who I spoke about the other day following the uh, the Ravens game who was three for three, including a long of 53 yards in that game. Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the league, has said that he would be shocked if Jake Verity, an ECU alum, go Pirates, can't spell parties about Pirates, um, if he would be shocked, Justin Tucker said, if he is not on a roster this upcoming season. So I'm wondering if that's someone they're going to look at. Uh, Ryan Santoso, who's up in New York behind uh, Graham Gano, is also someone who apparently Ian Rapport reported the other day that a lot of teams are interested in potentially acquiring him. Now, Dave Gittleman, he's crazy if he thinks he's going to be able to trade that kicker because cutdowns are coming up here in a couple days. All you got to do is be patient and wait. And the Carolina Panthers have Friday night to evaluate to see whether Sly or Eberly are the right fit for this team. And they can even keep one of them, and then see who gets cut and maybe try that guy out and then release the other if they feel like that guy is better. I will say, though, I do feel for Joey Sly. Yes, it's a business. At the end of the day, he's not performing at the standard that is expected of an NFL kicker and at the very least the standard that we want here in Carolina. And I agree with that. He has to be better. I don't think he's a good kicker. But I also say it's not his fault that the Panthers are stupid enough to let him be the kicker instead of Graham Gano, who clearly is a better kicker than Joey Sly. I had warned a couple of years ago when I was on the radio here in Charlotte on FNZ and said, like, you guys, we've always had a good kicking situation with John Casey and for the most part with Graham Gano outside from a season. You don't want to put yourself in a situation by bringing in a kicker in Sly who wasn't good at Virginia Tech and then make him your kicker because he has a big leg and he's all swole and whatnot and Cam's calm swole tweeter. It's a great story with him and his brother and that connection. May his brother rest in peace. But come on, the guy was never a good kicker. So I never understood why Matt Rule loved him so much and tried him out for those field goals last year. And now he's led to the point where he has no confidence. And it's such a mental game. And the dude spent the offseason talking to a sports psychologist, trying to get right. And still he can't. Then they bring in a new competition and he goes first in the team period and goes 0 for 3. He has to be rattled. So on a human level, I feel bad for Joey Sly. On a football's a meritocracy, yada, yada, yada level, it is what it is. He's not performing. He's likely has to go, especially if he comes up on Saturday or on Friday night, rather, and continues to miss kicks in live game action like he's done the past two games and like he's done pretty much throughout his career here in the National Football League with the Carolina Panthers. I feel for him, but honestly, man, you kind of brought it on yourself. All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to be playing any starters on Friday night. The Carolina Panthers plan on playing most of their starters for a half, not named Christian McCaffrey. Are the Panthers potentially missing out from getting really true quality live reps against the Steelers ones this preseason, or is it really just no big deal? I'll get into that in just a moment. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mike Tomlin has no interest in seeing his team starters play on Friday night. And it's no surprise. Pittsburgh was in the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys up in Canton, Ohio, to kick off the NFL preseason. So they've already played three preseason games, and this is their fourth. And traditionally, as we remember back in the old days when we had four preseason games, game four, the starters don't play. I think there was a couple years ago where Ron Rivera had his starters play one series because he was just so angry at how they looked in practice the days uh, prior, which I guess, okay, whatever. You want to see him get live reps. You want to send the message. It ended up not any, you know, sending any kind of message because the team was terrible again that year, mainly because of Cam's injury and the defense not being able to stop the run really much at all, which is very upsetting. But we have moved on. Pittsburgh will not be playing their starters. Matt Rule did say, on Wednesday, and he had pretty much already alluded to this and said as much throughout the week that the Carolina Panthers starters would play at least a half, maybe less than a half, maybe over a half, depending on the flow of the game. Those were his words. Christian McCaffrey, who's going to take a ton of hits once again for the Panthers this season, he is not likely to play on Friday. I've said my piece about this. When it comes to the preseason, I never need to see Christian McCaffrey play. We've seen what he looks like in the regular season when healthy. He is one of, if not the best, offensive weapons in the National Football League. And considering that he plays a running back position, that you only have a finite amount of hits that you can take throughout your career, unless you're Frank Gore, who played forever, then you really just need to try and limit at those. And it's not like Christian McCaffrey can go out there and limit the hits when he's playing running back. Yeah, you can try and run out of bounds. You can try and make people miss. And he makes people miss a lot, but still at the position, it just makes no sense to me at all to risk him. And Matt Rule apparently agrees with that. And when we get into the season, my philosophy is going to completely change considering the amount of money Christian McCaffrey is being paid and just how good he is. And the fact they didn't even have him last year because of injuries, I want him touching the ball as much as possible. The Carolina Panthers have far more options now with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And they also have Terrace Marshall on the roster, Dan Arnold. You got David Moore. They have plenty of options, something that they have not had in a long time to where you don't have to continually give McCaffrey the football. There's plenty of love that needs to be spread out. And Lord knows wide receivers and the divas that they can be sometimes. And I, I don't think any of the guys we have on this roster are. But Lord knows you got to feed those guys so they're all happy. And then you also have Chuba Hubbard, who stepped in and I think can be a pretty good backup running back to Christian McCaffrey. There's a reason why I was super excited about them drafting him. And we've seen it so far throughout the preseason. So I have no problem with Christian McCaffrey not playing. Now, one thing I do in a way, not I don't have a problem with it. I am a little concerned, though. The Panther starters are going to only get seven reps. I guess at least offensive starters, and that's pretty much the defensive starters too, are going to get less than 10 reps this preseason against the ones in live game action versus either the Colts, where the ones didn't play at all, or the Ravens on Saturday, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, where the ones are not expected to play on Friday. So a young football team that has plenty of talent, 
new additions that I'm really excited about, especially on the defense and a new quarterback in Sam Darnold, who is a reclamation project and someone whose confidence needs to be at a level to where he can withstand the blows of taking hits and struggling like he has in New York. Now, he's going to have his ups and downs. Certainly, that's how things happen. Um, and I'm very interested to see how he bou- bounces back from those when it occurs. That will really prove whether whether uh, Sam Donald rather can be the starting quarterback for the long term here in Carolina. I'm starting to believe even as the days go on that he might get a two year trial period here in Carolina. It might not just be one season. And I wonder if he plays the way Teddy Bridgewater played last year, would you guys want to see Sam Donald again in 2022 or would you rather just move on and get a new quarterback, whether that's a veteran or a rookie, a rookie via the draft. That's a question that we can kind of get into at some other point down the road. Um, but yeah, like the starters not getting live game action. And Eugene Robinson, who played for the Panthers, used to be the radio voice of Panthers, still does a bunch of stuff for the team. I was listening to him and Jim Zoki and Mick Mixon, friend of the pod, on Panther Talk this week. And just Eugene is just talking about just how important it is, how you cannot simulate live game action in practice. And they had Morgan Fox who was on with Jim Zoki in an interview with Morgan Fox said the kind of the same thing. And I just look at it now. It's like, okay, so they're going to get live game breaks, which is awesome, but they're going to be doing it against the twos for Pittsburgh. Are they getting as much out of the preseason as they could have had they maybe played the starters more last week against a little bit of the Ravens ones? And the Ravens didn't play all their ones for the entire time. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't play. He didn't have Calais Campbell, number, numerous guys who did not play on Saturday night. That's just it's a it's a mild concern. I don't think it's a big deal. You step into the season against New York with the Jets and that team, they've lost Carl Lawson for the season. Uh, they lost Vinny Curry. Uh, looks like for the season, they have a ton of issues with that team. And not to mention that you're bringing in a brand new quarterback in Zach Wilson, who has looked fairly good so far this preseason. But again, just preseason, and they have a new head coach in Robert Sala, a new coordinator. And Mike LaFleur, and just I mean, it's a new organization, basically, all new regime all around the Jets, where the Panthers, they can step in right away and kind of get that. Like, it's not a preseason game, but they have a pretty solid start to the season in terms of like in college football, you think about it, you play like a one double A school, or which is really FCS. But you know, for the people who don't know what FCS is, or like a one double A school as a tune up, the Panthers kind of get that week one, a tune up game against the New York Jets. So I do have slightest concerns that they aren't going to get as many live game wrecks against the guys they're actually going to be facing throughout the season. That's kind of how the preseason works out anyway, and probably something to be expected moving forward. Although I will say, I do believe that the work that they got with the Colts and Ravens ones throughout joint practices will absolutely be beneficial. And that's something that Matt Rule has already said when it comes to the Panthers so far this preseason. Speaking of the preseason game on Friday night, the last chance to dance for a lot of these guys hoping to make the final 53-man roster, at least the initial 53-man roster. It's expect some changes to happen even after guys are released or stay on a roster on August 31st, coming up next Tuesday. Who are the guys who need to really show out on Friday night in order to make the roster? We'll get into that here in just a moment. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest 
half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus be sure to take advantage also of their opening day super promo if you make a bet on Thursday September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the forever disappointing Dallas Cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Friday night is the last chance for a lot of guys on this Panthers roster to prove to the coaching staff that they are worthy of being a part of the 2021 iteration of the Carolina Panthers, which leads me to wonder who needs to have the biggest game on Friday night in order to make the roster. And it's not even just to make the roster, but also guys who are solidly on the roster. Who needs to have the biggest game? Let's just start off with the quarterback, of course, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is going to get to go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers number twos. He's not going to have to worry about Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, TJ Watt, who we already know here in Carolina can ruin a quarterback season. He doesn't have to worry about Alex Highsmith, a UNC Charlotte kid or Charlotte 49ers. Sorry, I know the rebrand. My fault. I messed up. I get it. I got it. We're good. Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds. He's not going to have to see any of these guys on Friday night. I wish he was getting to see them, as I said previously, based off just allowing him to actually get live action against dudes who are going to be on the field playing against them throughout the season and at least like actual like players like not just depth guys like actual dudes on rosters but either way he's not going to get to see those guys which is fine but when you say when I say that and you know that as a fact that he's not going to see the ones you really want to see him go out there and show out right if you're going to have DJ playing, you're going to have Robbie playing, you're going to have all your weapons, the offensive line should absolutely be able to hold up against the Pittsburgh Steelers too. And if, if they don't, then that's going to be a massive concern as if the uh, O-line's not already a concern going into the season still. But still, Sam Darnold should be able to go out there and play at a high level with those weapons going up against the twos of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he doesn't, it really won't be that big of a deal. <laughs> I know people will freak out, but as I've said, like, we're going to have to do this kind of as a, like, we're going to take a while here before we are going to formulate a true opinion on what Sam Darnold is here in Carolina. My thoughts going into things are, I don't believe he is that dude. He has a talent, certainly, but just looking at history and, and how things go, typically guys who perform the way he plays in his first three years don't really come around to be franchise leading quarterbacks that can actually lead you to the promised land. That's my whole deal. And if you can't do that, then what's the point? But either way, as I've said, I'm going to give him the opportunity to prove me wrong and to prove to all of us that he certainly can be the franchise quarterback and that everything that happened in New York is all in the past, which certainly is in the past, and that he can move forward and be the guy who can maybe potentially hoist a Lombardi here for the Carolina Panthers. That's the hope. And that's what I want for the Carolina Panthers, obviously. So for that to get started, I want to see Sam Darnold go out there and perform well against the Pittsburgh Steelers and against those twos. If he doesn't, there will be cause for concern in a way, but still there's plenty of time for him to work out the kinks and for the team to get ready to play his former team, the New York Jets, on September 12th. The offensive line, of course, as I mentioned, they need to perform well. There's no reason why that team they should not be dominant against the Steelers twos if they're not. 
again, another cause for concern. The running back position has been interesting. When you look at things right now, and you're just trying to project the 53-man roster, obviously Christian McCaffrey's on the team. I I don't think he's uh, in in jeopardy of missing it. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, fourth-round pick, Oklahoma State was always, I felt like, was going to make the team. He's proven himself worthy of making the team. So those two guys, hot running back, are definitely going to make the team. Trenton Cannon's going to be kind of a special teams guy, more so than an actual running back for the team. So he's on the team. After that, you got Spencer Brown, Reggie Bonifon, and Rodney Smith. Reggie Bonifon and Rodney Smith have not been available pretty much the last two weeks of training camp, which now leads you to believe that Spencer Brown, who Matt Rule was asked about on Wednesday afternoon if he had a chance. And Matt Rule said, yeah, he's got a chance to play. We did not see Reggie Bonifon last year. We got to see Rodney Smith, a little bit of him at the tail end of last season where he looked, you know, okay. A, a decent backup to Mike Davis at that point in the season. I just, man, it's interesting. Like, I don't really get too caught up in, like, the running back depth now that we have Chuba Hubbard because I, I feel confident about what he can provide um, behind Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah, he's not Christian, but I think he can be a solid uh, running back that you can lean on for a couple weeks here. Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, has some sort of injuries or someone who can come in and spell him. But in terms of, like, guys who need to perform well to make the roster, like Spencer Brown, dude, it's there. It's there for the taking, bro. Like, go out there, do your thing in the second half, and come Tuesday, you're on the roster. That's also one of those things, though, where, like, if he makes the roster, I would not be surprised if the Panthers go out and find someone who they think might be a better option. And Scott Fitterer, he's he's talked about, like, they're going to be active even after they do their their initial cut down to 53. They're going to look around and see who's on the waiver wire and who they can pick up and sign. So I would not be surprised even if Spencer Brown makes the initial roster if he's then later waived and then they get a different running back who they feel is a, an upgrade from him. Uh, but Reggie Bonifon and Rodney Smith, if they play, those guys obviously have to go out there and show something as well. Uh, the obvious one, and we started off the show talking about this, Joey Sly. <sighs> Buddy, I'm rooting for you just to, like, make the kicks. And for the sake of the team, the sake of for you, really, Joey Sly has to go out there and he has to be flawless. I am curious to see how the Panthers will rotate the two kickers will like sly get the first half as well with the ones or will it be you know one time sly gets the kickoff the next time eberly gets the kickoff one time sly gets the extra pointer field goal the next time eberly gets the extra pointer field goal like will they switch off or would like they just split by half because the thing is when they switch off it makes a little bit more sense considering you have no idea how many kick attempts they're going to get and considering how bad the panthers have looked when they put out their third strings whether it's been pj walker quarterback Will Greer quarterback. I don't know how many opportunities that either of those kickers are going to get in the second half to try and attempt a field goal against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah, Joey Sly, it's the obvious could go on said that he needs to perform well. Giovanni Ricci and Colin Thompson, two guys who came into camp as line as a tight ends, rather. And one of those guys, and Ricci, who has changed the number to 40 and is apparently working out to be a fullback. Joe Brady has said his offense doesn't necessarily need a fullback, which I guess is why Alex Armagh is now in New Orleans with the Saints and why they have cycled through fullback after fullback after fullback throughout the entirety of training camp. But man, they got to see if they can find someone who can do it. Tommy Trimble certainly will be an option potentially, but Ricci is going to try and make this roster look like as a fullback. If he can go out there 
on Friday night and perform well at fullback and in special teams, he has a great chance to make this roster. I also believe the Panthers are probably set up to take four tight ends. Arnold's on the roster, of course. Uh, it looks like Ian Thomas to see, even though we haven't really seen too much of him. But he hasn't played because he's been, you know, dubbed as a starter. So he's barely played, which I would make that I would lean on believing that he's going to make the roster there because of that. Tommy Trimble, of course, can make the roster. Will they take a fourth guy? Colin Thompson played last year for the team. He has a, the ties with Matt Rule. It's going to either be him or Ricci. And maybe if Ricci offers more in terms of he can be a tight end and a fullback and do special teams, Colin Thompson might be the uh, outside man looking in. Um, let's see. Christian Miller, 91% of the, stat, the snaps on Saturday night. Opted out of last year. I was curious to see how the coaching staff felt about him after he opted out and whether they're going to be, you know, weird and be like, oh, what's his commitment? Because he didn't want to play football during a global pandemic. Come on. I'm just very interested to see like how things are going to play out for him. He, when he's played, uh, he's caused pressure. He has not gotten home yet, gotten a sack on any of these quarterbacks in the first two games. They got a long look at him on Saturday. I believe they're going to probably get another long look at him on Friday night in the second half. It's do or die for him. Marquise Haynes is not there to take any of his reps. Frankie Louvu has been a, someone who came in as a special teamer who has proved himself to be potentially another edge rushing option as that's a deep position for the Panthers. Chris Miller, he's got to step up and he's got to show out to be able to make this roster. Otherwise, he will be out on the waiver wire come Tuesday afternoon. Wide receiver, Shai Smith, Brandon Zilstra, Keith Kirkwood, CJ Saunders, and Omar Bayless. Now or never for all these guys. And I will say this at this point in time. We already know DJ, Robbie, Terrace, David Moore, all four of those guys are going to be on the roster. Panthers, traditionally, typically for teams, you only take six wide receivers. And right now, I'd say the two others will be Shai Smith and Brandon Zilstra based off of how Shai has performed the preseason and in training camp and based off what Brandon Zilstra has done also having another consistent camp, typically, mainly the way he performs on special teams. Scott Fitter has also said that it's not necessarily more about taking a certain amount of guys at position group, but you want to take your best 53. So if your best 53... It's taking another wide receiver and you have seven of those. Like After the cutdowns, you can move on and figure something out there and let some guy go so you can add another guy on your roster, all that. I just wonder if they will try and keep a seventh wide receiver like a Keith Kirkwood, a CJ Saunders, and Omar Bayless. And Keith Kirkwood, someone who finally is back healthy after getting blasted a couple weeks ago by the former Panthers safety who was out of South Carolina, undrafted free agent JT Ebay, who was subsequently cut that day. Keith Kirkwood needs a good showing on Friday night to prove that he, yes, he should be on the roster as a veteran. And CJ Saunders, they've talked a lot about him and what he looks like in camp. Haven't seen it in the game. Same thing with Omar Bayless. Haven't seen it in the game. Those two guys, along with Keith Kirkwood, really need a strong showing on Friday night if they want to be able to make the roster as that six wide receiver or that seven wide receiver. Right now, it feels like Smith, Shai Smith and Brandon Zilser are sitting in the catbird seat for the Carolina Panthers as those fifth and sixth wide receivers as we quickly approach the final cut down to 53 here for the Carolina Panthers ahead of the 2021 regular season. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with me, Julian Council. We're here every Monday through Friday. Make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow me on Twitter right now, at Julian Council, where I'm going to need your participation for tomorrow's weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. Send in those questions at Julian Council. You can also DM me. DMs are open. Don't get crazy, though. Don't need too many long DMs. Don't DM me all the time. Don't be nuts. Come on. Be be sensible, folks. Um, 
but still, get into those questions. I want to hear your feedback and I want to answer your questions. So I'm going to do all day tomorrow on the show. So get those in right now. Thanks again, guys, for listening. And I will talk to you on Friday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.